0: Good morning, this is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Report. This morning I have the honor and pleasure of having Joel Marcus, the senior partner of Marcus & Pollock, a law firm whose principal areas of concentration include real estate tax review and litigation, tax certiority, commercial and residential tax exemptions and abatements, condemnation, tax planning, and other areas of municipal and state law. In addition, he is a mensch, and in addition, he's a real estate expert in in the full sense of the word. Thanks for being with me for this morning. Thank you, Michael. So tell me what's really going on. For the what?
1: first time, I have to be pessimistic that these are very scary times. Um, you know, we're in the property tax appeal business, and so we have access to real time income expenses. We have uh, you know, vacancies. We have rent rolls. We have uh, lease abstracts. We know what the problems are of our clients. We speak to them regularly. And I have never seen a more scary time in real estate except maybe the 1990s um, when it was very bad. We have 20% systemic vacancy in the office market. And that's looking like it's gonna increase. And and it's not that it's 20% and soon it will fill up. The demand is not there. There's twenty percent. So, any building that does better is taking some tenants away from another building, and there's a flight to quality. So, some of your um, older office buildings they're they're suffering uh, at the expense of the high end. The high end, the big tenants can pay the price. It's the,
0: a, the high end though, you're considering the new buildings and the the A buildings, correct? The new
1: A buildings, A plus plus buildings, like. 425 uh, Park or Vanderbilt, one Vanderbilt, and some of the uh, Hudson Yards buildings, uh, they're getting it. And uh, for them, their tenants, uh, the rent is not an issue. They make so much money.
0: With regard to the Hudson Yards, what were the tax exemptions provided to owners?
1: Well, there were different tranches of it, but in the beginning, uh, the first group that uh, went in had uh, paid only uh, 60% of taxes, and then it gets locked in and can't go up more than 3% a year. So it was a very good tax abatement. Of course, they took a risk. They had to build a platform. Who knows whether it would work. What's interesting is that uh, they did very well in the residential. They did uh, very well in the office. They thought they would hit a home run in the retail, but that has proved not to be uh, a successful story They lost uh, Neiman Marcus as as an anchor tenant. And there's a real question there because once you lose an anchor, there's a danger of losing the inline stores. So they're they're scrambling now to see how they're going to reconfigure uh, the situation.
0: Since we're at 800 uh, 3rd Avenue, what do you see on the 3rd Avenue corridor that was always a B-plus buildings or A B buildings?
1: The largest availability of office spaces on the 3rd Avenue corridor and it's out of it's out of uh, favor from a lot of companies. There used to be a lot of, of uh, law firms here. Uh, most of the buildings here are showing 20 to 30 percent vacancy. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on uh, office rents and these buildings uh, don't have the amenity space uh, that some of the newer buildings have. So we, we're seeing that uh, some, some uh, buildings are taking out um, office space and, and converting it to amenity space, lounges, and things of that nature. Um, and uh, But the problem is, is we have hybrid work. Um, if you look at the castle system which measures the number of people that go into the buildings, even a building that's got 75% uh, occupancy, only about 35-40% of the people uh, who should be there are actually going through turnstiles. So we have a lot of people working remotely. And what that means is that when the tenants are renewing their leases, they've opted to take uh, less space, Um, and so they're uh, shrinking.
0: So what would you say today uh, would be the, what a landlord would provide a tenant with, with regard to everything, and then also then put into the taxes?
1: Well, let me tell you, taxes are probably gonna be $18 a foot, Uh, running the building is gonna be $20 a foot, uh, you, go, you have uh, tenant, tenant work and concessions and leasing commissions and other, uh, another you know, 150 dollars which amortizes to
0: fifteen dollars a foot. I mean if, if so I'm at53 dollars before anything else is what you just said.
1: That's right. and then so there's nothing there for a, a profit, actually there's nothing there for debt service, and that's a real problem. Many of these buildings have a debt level that's greater than their current market value. And if they want to roll it over uh, when it comes due, they're going to find that the uh, interest rates are double what they were a year ago. So this is a very scary uh, time, and I don't see the market coming to the rescue. There's not a lot of uh, uh, pent-up demand.
0: What about the the subject of conversion of office buildings, you know, B- B and C and D, to residential?
1: We we had the 421G program a number of years ago, and they converted a lot of very very old Class C old buildings. But many of the office buildings downtown are not, or for that matter, anywhere in the city are not well suited for conversions. Uh, Part of the problem is that they're very dense uh, buildings. You know, we have zoning rules that require a window in every room, so you have deep space uh, that uh, doesn't suit well and and the few conversions that we've seen, the historic WR Grace Building has huge hallways and a lot of lost space. Uh, The the conversion that they did for for 270 Park, I mean 270 um, Church Street, uh, 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 which was a New York State Building. I've been in some of those apartments. You walk through a whole long hallway after you've entered the apartment just to get to the apartment because they have these torturous routes just so you can get to the windows. But these buildings don't uh, suit themselves very well, and even in very large uh, uh, office buildings, the the central core, the elevators, et cetera, the, the fire stairs are in the center, so you can't even open up a courtyard. So they, we've we've looked at a couple of these conversions. Plus, there is no program. We evaluated a proposed legislation. We did it at the request of the Real Estate Board of New York, and. We looked at it, and they were going to offer a 50% uh, tax uh, abatement for a conversion. But they wanted 40%, 50% uh, affordable uh, rental and uh, and other aspects. And there was no promise that there would be significant tax relief other than the abatement. But the assessments were going to be very high based on the cost of conversion.
0: What's your thoughts about the 421As? Are they going to come back? Oh, I mean, because many developers I know aren't doing anything... Because if there aren't any tax advantages, it's no reason to go into it unless it's a condo.
1: Michael, you're right. Uh, There was uh, some talk of uh, having a new 421A program, but uh, those talks have gone nowhere. There's nothing in legislation that's been proposed. Uh, I think the governor and the state legislature don't have the same idea. And I think, unfortunately, the state legislature wants tremendous concessions on affordable housing, and they just don't understand the economics of putting a building up and, and the rate of return that's necessary.
0: So uh, if people have been coming to you. Do you think it's a seller's market or a buyer's market? Or, you know, it has the pendulum, has the knife fallen enough?
1: No, I think it's going to get worse. Um, the knife hasn't fallen. And there's an old saying, never try to catch a falling knife. Uh, and I think what we're going to see is a number, a number of things. One, for example... Property taxes are going up tremendously. And if you take a look at the at the condominium market and you look at the people that are going there and you say, well, can you justify the values based on the rentals that people would pay, et cetera? And the answer is maybe you could, but people don't make enough money to pay the, the maintenance and the real estate taxes. So they have to look at what I always say to my partner, I said, what job do people have that, can help, that allows them to own this condominium and pay these kinds of taxes. They're very, they're very high. The city increased the total tax load uh, 8.6% overall from last year to this year. I mean, there's, they see the storm clouds out there? You know, uh, In addition to that, uh, when you're talking about commercial property, you know, you're know, you reading that uh, the, the interest rates have gone up that there's a lack of liquidity, the ability to refinance is, is drying up. And sh- today in the Wall Street Journal- write the
0: article about the insurance companies basically saying that uh, they're they're walking away from the market because they're scared. They, they have to be prudent.
1: They have to be, and they, they work on the numbers. And what did the city do? They lowered the capitalization rate for office buildings. It lowered it, interest rates are higher, the risk rate is higher, the vacancy levels are higher, the amenity packages are, are greater. If you take a look at the, at the stock price of some of the real estate companies, they've gone down 60%. In one year, 60%. I mean, the market is telling you know, us something.
0: What's going to happen with the REIT dividends the, They're going to disappear
1: because these buildings, they don't make enough. When you're suffering a 20% vacancy and you have to struggle. By the way, you know, not only do you have to take care of your debt service, very often you finance the cost of the tenant work and the free rent. But the the lenders are saying, you're already maxed out. We can't give you any more money. So you have to go into pocket, you know, and put in some additional equity. Well, these are very tough times. I don't think, you know, many buildings can do it. we see buildings that uh, are walking away from tenant deals because they're either negative or they just don't have the capital to go ahead with it.
0: So in summation, you know, as I used to say on my TV show with my Apple, the apple is not really bright in the eyes of Joel Marcus, correct?
1: Correct. The apple is not bright. And it's a, I would also say we're walking into a perfect storm. I'll tell you why. Because in the 1990s, where I saw buildings sell for half their tax assessed value, which was shocking. We never saw that before. At least we had an active court system. We went to court. I tried one New York Plaza. Remember my famous case? We cut the taxes in half, and then we, we started rolling up and getting some big uh, reductions in assessments. Right now, we're not seeing that. The courts are operating on a Zoom basis. There's uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of cases backed up waiting for a trial, uh, so I don't see any relief. And on top of that, who, who can make a decision? Well, we find that uh, the senior people at the Tax Commission are retiring, same at the Department of Finance.
0: So, Joe, I'm sorry that you were not positive. But you were realistic, and I appreciate that, and I'd like to thank you over there, John Marcus, senior partner of Marcus and Paula.
1: Thank you very much, Michael.